Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. I just adopted a new best friend, and I'm looking for a Toyota so we can make the most out of summer. With a new RAV4, you can take your pup for a drive up the coast. You can take a Prius to the park. Or you can take a Tundra to kayak at a remote lake. One problem, Jan. Oh? My new best friend's a cat. Your summer starts here, but it all ends June 3rd. Toyota, let's go places. Dealer inventory may vary, so you're participating Toyota dealer for details. Visit your front-range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. DNVR Rams Live. We are back. Hope everybody is having a pleasant Sunday morning. Hope everybody that was in Boulder last night got home safely. An all-time classic between Colorado and Colorado State. Gut-wrenching on the CSU side, obviously, because this is one that it got away from you. I mean, this is a game you shouldn't have lost when you were in the position you were in late in the fourth quarter. And that's really dejecting. At the same time, though, there was a lot to be encouraged about. And I think that this team showed why I believed in them, you know, coming in. And I talked up all the obviously things didn't go as expected week one. You know, you hoped that they would be able to respond. There was so much attention surrounding this game coming in. And I feel like CSU really stepped up. You know, Norvell kind of went out on a limb, obviously, with his comments earlier in the week. And to me, it was a, a mindset that, you know, the Rams definitely embraced, which was awesome. Uh, really great to see. Um, but man, this was this was one where there's a lot of emotion. You know, if you're CSU, I, I would say this was up there with me uh, for like 0405. Those those brutal losses to see you uh, 2017 Boise State. Um, but man, I don't know this one. This one might take the cake. I was. I was down on the sideline over the last, you know, couple of minutes. I think I got to go down with just under four minutes left. And I'm standing with Bradley Van Pelt, literally my childhood hero. And it was just surreal because I'm thinking, man, I'm going to get to celebrate with, you know, my favorite CSU quarterback all time. It's going to be this all time epic moment. I'm going to remember this forever. And we were all just in shock down there when the the game turned. Um oh. This one, this one was rough. There's going to be a, a lot of second guessing, I think, regarding some of the decisions late. Um, you know, I, I don't hate the decision to punt and, and pin them back. It was a great punt. Obviously, you put them back at their two. If you make one stop, you're forcing them to go 98 yards. You should be able to get a stop in that instance. I probably would have gone for two in that first overtime period, you just, you had not been able to stop Shadur Sanders anytime recently. And I think to, to expect to do so was asking a lot of that defense, which was, you know, clearly starting to fade there at the end. They played great. I mean, didn't give up an offensive touchdown until the fourth quarter. You have the pick six that BFN threw early on. And other than that, they were really dominant. Loved the way uh, they were able to establish themselves in the trenches. That was great to see really on both sides of the football. 
And I think the big thing, you know, is, is you have your quarterback, which is huge. You know, Braden Fowler and Nicolosi, he came out and he showed why this team kind of buys into him. You know, he just has a different swagger, a different moxie to him. Uh, he, he let it rip. He gave the playmakers a chance. Obviously, there were a couple of rough decisions there, and he he owned it. You know, at the end, I, I was really impressed with Braden game. just really composed. This is going to be one of those games where it, it could really be a springboard for you moving forward because you did flash all the talent that you have. Offensively, you know, you're able to get it going. But with it being such a gut-wrenching loss, it's also one of those you worry about a hangover and it lingering. And that's certainly been a problem in the past with CSU in this game. You know, it, you have so much hype going into it. It's, you know, the biggest game of the year. It really is. And when you drop that, it can just be really dejecting. It can be hard to just keep, you know, moving forward, keep progressing. But I just, with the fight that this team showed, I think if they allow it to be, this can be something to to really create positive momentum for them going forward. Um, it was a chippy game. This was an old school Rocky Mountain showdown. Reminded me of the the mid two thousands, you know, with some of the just the. I mean, you have the near fight at the the beginning of the game. Both teams come together at midfield. It's already starting intense, and then obviously the the Henry Blackburn hit on Travis Hunter. Really hope that Travis Hunter is okay. He is just a He's a phenomenal talent, and you know you, you hope that he doesn't miss significant time. Uh, I didn't think it was targeting live. Going back and watching it probably should have been targeting. Um, I will say there's some narratives going around that I don't that Blackburn was headhunting or that it was intentional. I don't agree with that. I just don't. I did say before the game, you know, there was a Tyler King tweet that kind of sparked this narrative, and that's because. You know, we're we're just shooting the breeze before the game, and I'm throwing out pre-game predictions. And I said, you know, if anybody were to get a personal foul, probably would be Blackburn. Why? He's a safety. You know, he's gonna have the most opportunities to receiver. He's you know, a guy that comes downhill, he plays with an edge, he's from Boulder, wanted to go to see unit. You know, this was a game that meant a lot to him and those Colorado kids, you know, all week you had to hear CSU is lesser than, it's not a rivalry you know, yada, yada, yada. I have to answer all these questions about CU and, you know, the Rams came out and they were, they were willing to punch first, but obviously, you know, you hope Travis Hunter is okay because he's just a special football player. I mean, I've done about him over the last two weeks. He does things that shouldn't be humanly possible. So really hope that he's okay. Um, later on in this pod, we'll get to some of the keys in this one. We'll talk about the turning point, player of the game, helmet stickers, all that. I'll get to comments and questions. Uh, real quick, though, do want to shout out our friends over at Game Time. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You know, maybe you want to go to the Broncos game right now or today. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to live up to what we saw last night, but with Game Time, you can see your view from the seat before you even buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. It just really takes all the guesswork out of buying tickets. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code DNVR for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms to apply. Again, create an account, redeem that code DNVR for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Lowest price guaranteed. Shout out to our friends at Fubo TV. They have one hundred and forty plus channels of sports shows, movies, and news. 
Stream live TV from any device. Watch the most Colorado sports for the lowest price. Start watching immediately uh, with a free trial. There's no contract, no cable, no hassle. All you got to do is sign up and start watching. Um, obviously, we're a college football state, man. You want to keep up with college football? Fubo is a great way. The NFL, they've got the NFL Network, Red Zone, really everything that you could need. Watch all your favorite college football in the NFL with Fubo. Go to www.fubotv.com dmvr to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. All right. Let's get into the keys. Um, I, I will talk about the, the positives in this one, but penalties, man. Penalties were just such a major factor in this game. Like You have over 100 yards of penalties in the first half alone. 17 penalties for 187 yards. And some of those calls down the stretch, you just you completely self-imploded. And that's probably the, the, the part of this that's going to be the toughest to stomach, at least in, in my opinion, is just some recklessness. You know, it was unnecessary. At the same time, <laughs> a couple of those calls, that, that Tory Horton blindside block call that negated a touchdown. I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. Norvell was really frustrated with the officiating post game. Um, I mean, when you look at it, that they are very drastically different. 17 for 187 for CSU, 10 penalties for 87 yards on CU side. Uh, it, it felt like Mo Camara was getting held quite a bit, but I mean, you know, you can't you can't whine too much about that. At the end of the day, you're up, and they have to go 98 yards, so they go down there. And they pull it off, and you have to tip your cap to CU. Shadur Sanders looks like an NFL quarterback. I mean, we've said that the last couple of of weeks. He's just really composed, and some of those plays he made down the stretch really, really impressive. I don't know. I felt like CSU was kind of soft in coverage at the end there. Maybe would have tried to man up a little bit more, but that's a tough spot too because you don't want to give up the big play. Uh, but penalties, you just you've got to clean it up. And it wasn't just the the targeting. And obviously that's a big deal because now Mo Camara is gonna, you know, be out the first half of next week. But I mean, some of those uh chop blocks and stuff like negated huge gains. There was a 50-yard bomb to Justice Ross Simmons that would have set CSU up in the red zone. Instead, you know, it goes back and it just felt like continually you're going two steps forward, one step back. And there was a lot to like about what CSU did on, on both sides of the ball on this one, but just too many penalties and, you know, turnovers. The pick six was huge. You had a fumble in the red zone. Uh, Shiloh Sanders made a couple of big plays. Man, you, you just, you don't have the room for air when you're 24 point underdogs. I mean, we talked about this going in. Any way you can increase the margins, that's what CSU is going to have to do. They did a lot of things like that. You know, the wide receiver pass from Torrey Horton to Dallin Holker. That was epic. You're pulling out all the stops. But the the little things, especially in a game like this, they just they come back to haunt you. And the penalties, the turnovers going one to three in the red zone, those are all things that are that, you know, when you look back in hindsight, it's it's gonna be tough to stomach. Um I felt like the turning point was punting the ball back giving Sanders the, a chance to go down the field, you know, two yards, you know, you're at midfield. The defense had held up pretty well. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it's easy to second guess it. Obviously it, it was a good punt. You down him, you know, back at the, at the two yard line, force him to go the length of the field. That's a position where you should win the game. You should get a stop in that instance. Unfortunately you don't. And 
you know, Sanders goes down, leads an epic drive, really, really solid execution in the crunch time by him. Um, for CSU, as far as the player of the game goes, got to shout out Braden Fowler Nicolosi. I know he had three interceptions in this one, but he gave the offense a chance. And I mean, 34 of 47, 367 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions. But one of them was at the end when you're trying to make a play to, to Torrey Horton on fourth down. Can't really fault him on that one. One of them was really bad, but he owned that. And that's what you want out of your quarterback. But more than anything, you just want to see this have an offense have an opportunity to, to make plays and sustain drives. And he consistently did that all night long. Um, the third down execution was really great by him pulling up those numbers here. Uh, sorry, one sec. Uh, I mean, anytime you're 50% on third down, that's pretty dang good. 10 to 20, 01 on fourth down, you can live with that. But for a, a redshirt freshman to come into such a brutal spot, I mean, second career start, had the start last year at Nevada, but drastically different game plan, drastically different circumstances. You know, you're really just trying to like run the ball and, and sneak out of Reno with the win that night. This game, he had to go out and be that guy. He had to have the the aggressive mentality and and be a leader that the team could rally around. And I, I feel like it's undeniable. And even just being around him pregame, like he has a presence that you just don't really feel from Clay Millen. And it's, I don't know, like exerting confidence. You know, he's just really, he's got some swagger. That's, that's the only way to say it. I was trying to be more articulate about it, but he has a presence to him. And you know, when you think back to some of the great CSU quarterbacks from, you know, over the years, Bradley Van Pelt, Garrett Grayson, that's a big component. You know, they, they played with Moxie out there and their team bought into the the mentality that they brought. And I mean, I, I, I don't even think it's a question at this point. This is BFN's job. I don't know what that means for Clay Millen moving forward. Obviously, he's already transferred once. So without graduating, can't transfer again without penalty. You hope that, you know, he he stays engaged because frankly, we all know how this works. Like your season can flip on one play. You know, if, if BFN were to go down, you would need Clay to be ready. But I, I mean, after what we saw from the offense late against Washington State and then clearly in this one, which is just so much more explosive than anything we had seen over the first 13 games of the Jay Norvell era, it's BFN's gig. You know, the team buys, they, they buy into him. He's making plays and he gives this guy a chance. Is there going to be, you know, times where he's a little bit too aggressive? Yes. Like the pick six, stare down the receiver the entire way. You can't make that throw, but he knows it. He owned it after. And that's what you love to see, you know, not making excuses and, and a guy that just for being that inexperienced to continually punch back, you know, it, it would have been very easy for CSU to let that game spiral out of control after he had that pick six, you know, the crowd comes alive you're driving like that's a situation where the game could have really escalated on you. And I just thought that time after time he was able to go down and, you know, lead a, an important drive when the Rams needed it and, you know, didn't get it at the end there. Again, some questionable calls in overtime. Um, that Horton blindside one is well, it's going to stick with me, but I, I'm just really impressed with BFN. He was distributing the ball. Torrey Horton, Lewis Brown, all these guys, Dallin Holker, all three go over 100 yards receiving in the game. First time in CSU football history that that happens with three individuals. <laughs> Some of these numbers are crazy. 
Um, and I guess we'll just, this will be a helmet stickers, you know, um, Torrey Horton, 16 catches, 133 yards, one touchdown. He had 101 yards off the, after the catch. I mean, there was a lot of talk about all the skill guys that CU has, and they've got some dudes, man, Dylan Edwards. Um, he, he's going to be a stud. All those receivers, Xavier Weaver, Travis Hunter, Jimmy Horn Jr. Those are, those are good players, but Torrey Horton showed why he's one of the top NFL prospects in this game. And that's because he's got absurd hands, great body control. That catch he had along the sideline was just insane. And he can make guys miss. I mean, he's got some wiggle to him. Uh, Lewis Brown, an awesome game. 10 catches, 131 yards. A uh, really big touchdown. Then hit it with the 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 Neon Dion celebration. Took a flag for that. I, I don't mind it in a rivalry game. That's what it's all about. And of course, the big tight end, Dylan Holker, man. Six catches, 109 yards. Uh, two touchdowns. He was huge in this one. It's why I voted him preseason all conference. You know, coming in, I talked about him being such a huge asset for this offense. One in the red zone, but two, just having that reliable option in the middle of the field. You see it. I mean, there were so many times where Fowler Nicolosi just dropped back, you know, and he, he took what the defense was given to him, whether it was whether it was somebody on the sidelines. Obviously, there was a lot of crosser routes, those seemed to be open all night long. That's what this offense is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be that complicated. It's just executing, you know, what you do at tempo. You just have to be consistent. And when you're able to get the ground game going, that's huge. I mean, 39 carries for 102 yards, 2.6 yards per carry is not great. But I do feel like the Rams ran the ball pretty well in this one, all things considered, especially in that second half when they're just trying to keep the clock rolling. Um, but it, I love the the mentality that the Rams played with this played in this one on both sides of the football. Uh, some other helmet stickers outside of the receivers and tight end. I, I got to give one to the entire CSU offensive line outside of the, the sacks where Fowler Nicolosi ran out of bounds self sacks. I don't think they allowed one uh, CSU defensive line all game long. I mean, we saw it against Washington state. They were dominant. They were awesome in this one too. Held CU to 2.8 yards per carry. I thought the tackling in the open field was tremendous. I mean, that's been a huge problem for CSU over the years. And the Rams, they they really put some lids on some guys in this game. They wrapped up well. They pursued well. I was just super impressed with what we saw out of the CSU offensive and defensive lines in this one. I got to give a helmet sticker to Aiden Hector, starting nickel. 10 solo tackles in this one really solid in coverage that, you know, they're moving him all over the field. And he's a guy that just continues to really, really step up and, and make plays for this team. Um, I think he's going to be a major factor in a win at some point for CSU. They've just got so many guys on that defense that can make plays. And I know they've given up a lot of points here, but you're getting to a stage of your schedule where I think that the defense should really start to, uh, kind of flex its muscle and, and, you know, kind of establish that presence that we all expected. Um, a couple other key stats here, a couple other helmet stickers that we'll give out just individuals that are worth recognizing for their performance. Uh, Patty Turner, six punts, 253 yards, 42.2, uh, isn't phenomenal, but three inside the 20 had a big punt late. Uh, Jack Howell, six total tackles had a forced fumble at uh, Chagose and Newsium, I felt like was really solid. Mukendi Wakalanji got a sack. Ron Harge 
clearly with the scoop and score, there's a lot to like about what you saw from these CSU players. And it's clear that they have, you know, top end talent, at least from the Mountain West perspective, you know, they should be one of those teams that's able to roll here. And going back to what we talked about at the beginning, this loss is going to be what you make of it. I mean, obviously it's, it's so gut-wrenching. I'm standing there with Bradley Van Pelt, my childhood hero, thinking it's going to be that, you know, one of the greatest nights of my life and, and, typical CSU fashion, it all comes crumbling down and is just a major, major gut punch. But still, like to compete against this team, you're 24 point underdogs, to be in position to win, you should have won. That's really, really encouraging moving forward. And more than anything, I'm just glad that this Rams team showed some resiliency and they showed some fight, man. Like how many times have we seen CSU come up totally flat in a rivalry game? over the last five, six, seven years. No, they were there. It's personal. It's always been personal. I, I, I don't know why it, it took Norvell's comments, you know, to, oh man, shout out to my guy here in the, the super chat, uh, the Oso Blanco. Thanks for the continued coverage, Justin. Proud of the Rams. I think we found our quarterback finally. Hell yeah, we did. We found our guy, BFN. And he was a big part of that mentality I'm talking about. He was really poised. You know, he never backed down. And that's what we want to see from the Rams in these rivalry games. I felt like we saw that against Wyoming last year. And frankly, if you're not playing a, a, a third string quarterback, you pull that out. I think you beat uh, Wyoming last year. You could say the same thing about Utah State. You know, they, they really, really were punching in those games, but they just didn't have the offensive talent. Now they have the offensive talent. And when you have that and the mentality, really, really good things can happen. Uh, we're going to get to your questions and comments here uh, in just a second, but I do want Breckenridge Brewery. Guys, you know we love Breck Brew at DNVR, and that's because Breck Brew has a beer for any occasion. We have it at the farm, or we have it at the bar. You can go check out the farmhouse in Littleton. My personal favorite is Mountain Beach, but it is a Broncos Sunday, so I think you got to go with that Broncos Country Pale Ale. Check out the Breck Beer Locator at breckbrew.com. Find a brew near you. Uh, shout out to Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company, but they make sunglasses that are just as good as any expensive pair you've worn. Durable frames, extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And what's really awesome is if you lose or break your pair, they are going to replace them. No questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them free within 30 days. Again, no risk when you shop. Team always has your back exclusively for our listeners. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code DNVR for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. All right. Let's get to some questions and comments. It uh, looks like we had another couple of super chats here. Let's pull those up. Uh, shout out to everybody. You know, if you can give me a thumbs up, I really appreciate it. My guy, Nick Reese. Rams look like they have the talent level to win the conference, and BFN is the man. GMFR. Hell yeah. I'm right there with you, dude. I mean, this one was as gut wrenching as it goes in terms of not being able to pull it out when you're right there. But when you see these guys, I mean, how do you not feel good going into these next games? And I do think this Middle Tennessee game is a huge test because it, it's not going to be that same type of atmosphere. You know, I, I know you're going into Tennessee, you think football state, but Murfreesboro, you know, it's, it's not going into 
Neyland or something like that. These aren't Vols fans. I've even heard some MTSU fans theorize that they're a better team on the road because it kind of brings it out of them. You hope that the Rams can bring the same type of energy, not having everything to, to go with the rivalry, which inherently is going to fire you up. You know, you want to see them come out and have that same type of passion in these next couple games. But 0-2 to start the year was always very realistic. You're playing a couple of Pac-12 teams. You're playing a couple of top 25 teams. We didn't think that was going to be the case coming in. If you can go into league play 2-2, two and two, a 7-8 win season, I mean, that's it's all on the table. You have an opportunity to compete in the Mountain West. It, it's wide open. It really is. I mean, Boise, they look beatable. I, I mean, I know you've never beat them, but compared to what we've seen these last couple of years, I've, I've talked about it, the, just, the talent gap between the Broncos and the rest of the league it used to be. I mean, Air Force looks great. You know, Wyoming looks great. But are they going to be able to to score with CSU? And with the, the way that the Rams are defending the run, you got to feel pretty good going into those games. But uh, we'll keep it going. We've got more comments here. Um, we should probably show that first super chat again one more time. I don't. I feel like I did not give that enough recognition. Um, Two hundred dollars, man, my guy, the Oso Blanco. I hope that I am pronouncing that, but uh, it means a lot to me, guys. Thanks for the continued coverage, Justin. Proud of the Rams. I think we found a quarterback finally. I'm gonna be here for you guys, man. Win, lose, draw. I guess you don't really have ties in college football uh, anymore, but there are two ties in the history of the Rocky Mountain Showdown. Just a, a fun fact. This one, yet another edition in many classics from over the years. Um, we got a comic from Eric Weedham. Let me on. Hop on. If you want to hop on the pod, go ahead and get on in here. Eric Weedham, a.k.a. the D-line. He designs all of our CSU shirts, all of our shirts, actually, at DNVR. All of our graphics, everything. He is the man with the plan, the vision behind it all. Do we have some more comments here? Shout out to my guy, Nick, as well. Man, you guys are spoiling me here with some of these some of these donations and super chats. I really appreciate you. The support that we've had on these live pods really means a lot. Got a comment here. Josh Fredlin, do you think there's a letdown against MTSU next week? It's certainly possible. I mean, it feels like classic, you know, letdown opportunity. That said, I think this team is hungry and I was really impressed with how composed Braden Fowler, Nicolosi, Ron Harge, and Jay Norvell were post-game. I've been I've covered a lot of rivalry losses over the years, guys, and usually the tone is very, very dejected. And they were disappointed, no doubt. I mean, they're competitors. Like Braden Fowler Nicolosi said it yet, yeah, said it best. You know, I, I don't think any competitor is ever gonna feel good in defeat. But I do feel like they know that they they can clean a couple of things up and all of a sudden you're ready to roll because you've played the best two teams that you're going to play on your regular season schedule. Now you get to the portion of the schedule where you can really establish yourself on both sides of the ball. You know, I mean, Dallin Holker, Torrey Horton, LB, Justice Ross Simmons, all these guys, they should absolutely feast in Mountain West's play. But I do think these next two weeks are really important for just continuing your momentum with the offense, you know, establishing a presence and, just getting your confidence going because you have shown that you can be the team that we all thought coming in. You just got to do it for four quarters. And ironically, when I was talking to Bradley Van Pelt on, on the sideline, we were both sitting there, you know, thinking that it's going to be a win. We're all jacked up. And he's like, you know, I told the team, you got to do it for four quarters. And then 
see who goes down and mounts a 98 yard drive. And I'm just sitting there in disbelief like so many other times over the years. Oh man, my God. Weedham, AKA the D line, CSU alumnus, proud CSU defender. That's right. The legend. <laughs> How you doing? I am so tired. So hopefully this podcast has been okay. Slept about oh. three hours. Bro, uh, tired. I mean, what is that? I think you have to first go to. Can you hear my voice? By the way, I barely. Blew, I blew my voice out last night. I went to Folsom Field. I've never been before. That was insane. That was the best football game I've ever attended live. When we were walking, dude. The craziest thing is that, like, now the you know all the vitriol that's taking place online. Everybody like is going to pretend that that game wasn't what it actually was which was like the most impressive showing of two teams that like absolutely wanted it like resolve grit um i hate that it's just being boiled down to the hit the the blackburn hit which i mean i get like no one on earth can defend that hit but like there was four other hours of football like that wasn't the entire game well and the reaction really flipped like once people realized that he was going to the hospital because he came back into the game after it and like people were pissed when it happened and it should have been flagged and i didn't think live that it was targeting i said earlier that it probably was i mean he, he was defenseless by the the Letter of the law, I do think it was targeting, probably should have been tossed for it, but yeah, I don't know. I, would... I just, some of these narratives that it was intentional, that CSU is a dirty team or headhunting, it just, I don't know. No. I, I don't really know what to say to that. It, it annoys me because all week we got told we're lesser than, it's not yes. going to be a competition. Yes. You know, they're yes. laughing on the on the yes. bus show. This isn't even going to be a game. Oh, then before, so you know, beautiful. they start, you know, CSU and CU get into it and Again, I'm not saying that he deserved it or anything, but you know, Hunter got into it with some CSU guys and he's mocking them, being like, Oh, you're so big and scary. And then the Rams bring the fight. And it's super unfortunate that he went down. It's terrible. I really hope that he's okay. But it was a classic rivalry game. And it was awesome to see that much intensity, that much heart with both teams. Yes. Yes. I like, again, like, I, so <laughs> from my perspective, it's like, I mean, we're obviously living in an alternate universe. This like Deion Sanders thing is bigger than any of us. Like it's, it is a, a, a giant uh, supernova that consumes all storylines and like makes everything else irrelevant. Like you just see like the, the, the memes that ESPN had pre created, like buff around and find out all this stuff. You're like, Okay, okay, man. Like, <laughs> I know that you guys made this five days ago because you were you just anticipate that this Dion train is going to keep rolling. But like, CU has massive issues on both of their lines. Like, they, and they were things that I pointed out and was mocked. Oh, it's not going to matter. The the talent gap is just too significant. Nobody respected the talent that CSU had. I mean, they got worked in the trenches on both worked. sides of the ball. They got this is two weeks in a row, man. Listen, I watched that Nebraska game. I watched the Nebraska Cornhuskers just drop the ball for four separate times, untouched. Had four turnovers, th- uh, four fumbles. They recovered one. They would have and been so better it, with you at QB. <laughs> wow. Yeah, actually, I agree with that. I, I appreciate that. I'll, I'll try out. I'll say um, you can catch a snap at the very least. <laughs> I'm actually not sure about that, but I'm just saying, <laughs> like. Um, I think that this the Deion Sanders-led Colorado Buffalo storyline is super interesting. It's the biggest thing that's happened to college football in the state ever. It'll never be eclipsed. Like, it's the biggest thing ever. But, like, there's so much 
intellectual dishonesty that comes along with it because the hype must be fed regardless of the reality. I'm learning. I didn't think that this was the case, but this is just the, this is what I'm seeing unfold. Um, like I, again, like I just, I was in, I was marveling. I wasn't not even remotely upset when that game ended. I was like, wow, <laughs> wow. I cannot believe I just saw that. Like CU fans were all around me. We were like, we were like fist bumping, like good game, man. Holy cow. Like there was no animosity. Um, it's, it's bothersome that it, it has to shake out this way, but that's just how clearly this goes. It's like, there has to be a shining champion and a dirty villain, you know, that helps to continue on the, the storyline. But like the quarterback play from Colorado state was so inspiring. Like I, I, it's been a while since I felt, truly proud to be <laughs> as far as football is concerned but last night like really was so heartening um i don't know what their ultimate destiny is but i know that it's at least worth paying attention to which is something that i've not necessarily felt over the past several years and tory horton is the absolute man like the move like those crossers that he was just catching and then you know, where it looked as though he was dead to rights and he would just shook some guy out of his shoes, got an extra three, four yards. Um, there's so much to look at what happened last night and just be so unbelievably encouraged. Like it's, it's unfortunate that like none of these CU fans that are in the comments can again, be intellectually honest with what it is that they saw. They can boil it down to the idea that Jay Norvell is a headhunter. CSU is dirty. All, I mean, you know, 24 hours earlier, the storyline was that CSU was going to be dominated. They were going to be embarrassed. They were going to be punished. And that wasn't just coming from CU's sideline. It was coming from the national Deion Sanders narrative. All like everybody is so wrapped up in this being the greatest story in sports that they're not allowing themselves to actually see, you know, the cracks in the armor here. Like, I, I don't know what it's going to look like next week when they travel to Oregon, but like, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a challenge. I'll say that. Um, but I just love it, man. Like nothing better than a rivalry game that it is universally acknowledged as a rivalry, you know, like you can't, like I tweeted that last night, but I'm basically, I'm like, y'all storm the field as 24 point favorites. And I, I'm not anti storm. I'm pro storm the field. I'm with it too, man. Do it. Because go, college go students it. should have fun. And that was an epic comeback. Yes. Given the circumstances, I don't have beef with it, but it meant something. Clearly, this game meant something. Yes. And again, like I, I'm not trying to like we're not. There's a lot of comments saying we're celebrating dirtiness or dirty. No, no we're that's not, not what I'm saying. Man. I'm there saying four other CSU, hours of football. Yeah, four other exactly. hours of football. And okay. they proved that this is a team you have to respect after being completely dismissed, completely ignored. They did game day three hours. Three hours, not one yeah. CSU segment. Not one. No, which is, listen, again, like, I'm not even mad about, I don't care. Like, I get all of this. It, it, you know, sports is entertainment, you know, and, and Deion Sanders is the closest thing to actually WWE coming to town. Like, there, there's bells. The, it's electric to literally, see, like, doing the ring walk, basically, yeah. before the game. Like, I I get why CU fans are so excited. It's stoked. It's, it's awesome. I do, too. I, I but do this too. was a CSU team that was looked at like they were Greeley going into the matchup. No, and I understand that week one was discouraging, but all week I just I took nothing but 
you know, flack and people oh, rolling course, their eyes. Course. Oh, CSU Homer, you know, the Rams don't have a shot. And I'm just, you are discounting how much the Rams want this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 disheartening that, like, honestly, that the the CU faithful cannot acknowledge what they saw. Um, but that's I fine. That's I mean, fine. That, that's it's fine. Like that. That's how sports work. It's fine. Um, but you know, like <laughs> everybody on the timeline explaining to me that I should be embarrassed. I'm like, Psh. I am not. I am not embarrassed in the slightest. I am incredibly encouraged by what I saw. I saw the CSU Rams dominate both lines of the, of the, the, the Colorado Buffaloes. I saw them get constant pressure on Shador Sanders until the end when they went into prevent defense, which of course always prevents you from winning. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I just saw that CU is, is they're small, they're small everywhere. They're a finesse team through and through. And like, they don't have the ability to line up under center and get two yards when they need it. Like this is two weeks in a row. I've watched them get stuffed on the two yard line and be unable to score um, unless they, you know, unless the tight end gets loose and they get the, they get a pass off. But like Edwards is like the tiniest running back I've ever seen. It's, it's wild. You know, it's wild. He's so, so fast though. Like he I is, mean, he is, but that's the thing is they have guys that are home run hitters. And, you know, when, when you're able to get those guys in space, especially if you're playing a team like TCU who just had no interest in tackling, like you're going to be able to do some really exciting stuff. They have some really, really talented skill players and Shadur mm -hmm. is the biggest difference maker for them. And he yeah. has been each of the last couple of weeks, oh, man, but he was great. He was great down the, down the stretch. Like he's the whole first half. I didn't see him throw a forward pass. I saw him throw you know, nothing but little flare screens and, and like at any time that uh, there was a pass play, it didn't go forward at all. And, you know, give the man the ultimate credit he deserves. Like when they were absolutely under the gun, like he performed and, you know, you can't take anything away from him. Um, I just wish again, I, just, I mean, who cares, right? Like at, at a certain point, as Dion says, it's not about them. It's about us. Uh, this was super encouraging super encouraging like i am i'm like I, last year was just horribly disappointing with the start of the jay norvell era but obviously i've never seen worse offensive line play so i gave him a, a pass knowing that that was not uh you know a team constitute of, of of his recruits and like now this year you see like okay this is starting to actually round into form you can get some concept of the what the air raid offense could look like um and you know onward and upward onward and upward i love it and honestly you know it's from their perspective it's not about them it's not about us it's the same thing for csu moving forward it's, it's what happens in boulder does not matter moving forward it, you played the game you fought like hell you showed that this is a rivalry you showed that you can you know hang on the on the field with the team that everybody's obsessing over oh dude that was gonna again dominate and embarrass CSU. Not even a rivalry. They don't even think about Not even, CSU. Yeah, yeah. They, they, again, the domination and the embarrassment. Like, I'm waiting for that part to, to unfold. Um, but, like, I, I mean, I just love watching these comments. They're so small and petty. It's like, yo, really, guys? Like, you can't, like, it's so, it's so small. So well, small. That's that's how this argument has always been with the rivalry, though. It's they want to have it both ways. You know, know. they want to, 
act like they don't think about us that you know i'll see you 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 go to csu if you couldn't even get into cu <laughs> 80 percent yeah i know CU looks likes to pretend that it's some sort of like uh, uh ivy league university yeah 80 percent acceptance rate the exact same uh requirements to get into both cu and csu it's, it's it, you just make a choice one way or the other if you're in state like i both of my parents went to cu um I chose CSU because my mother taught at CSU and it had a vastly, vastly in, uh, superior art program. So, and yet, and here I am as a result, uh, you know, football isn't when I was in, when I was in school back in my day, <laughs> CSU was amazing. They were ranked every year. Um, the Rocky mountain Showtime really meant something. And if we can get back to a point when lose or draw that it actually means something like, I'm invigorated, man. Like it's been a long time since I cared about football. <laughs> like, well, and I think this was a great point that one, this game should be played every year. I pointed out so many stats. I mean, this is yet another <laughs> CSU's eight one score loss. God, these guys are so sad. You guys are so that. sad. It's embarrassing. <laughs> I appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. Oh um, my god. But this is, you know this is why the game should be played. This is a game that excites the entire state. That atmosphere was electric. And frankly, Incredible. this was my first game on a campus for Rocky mountain showdown. This game should never be played in Denver again, alternate Fort Collins and Boulder every year and have this incredible atmosphere because it really was amazing. I mean, Folsom's yes. a great stadium. Weather couldn't have been better. Oh you know, my CU God. Fans turned out in forces. They're all in black. Like it's, it's everything you want in a game day atmosphere. Like shout out, to all the, the bus fans for showing out in droves, you know, it, it, was, yeah, it was awesome. It was everything you would Respect. want it to be. It, it was hostile at the end, but I, I didn't, at least from what I saw, see anything that was like too crazy or, or over the top or anything like that. I mean, it, it was great. It was great to see. And I just, I hope that moving forward, if you are a CU supporter, you can at least embrace that this game clearly has meaning. And if, you know, you do overlook CSU, it, it could come back to bite you. I mean, frankly, the Rams should have won this game, but yes, that's the they thing should that's have. Frustrating too, you know, is that while I'll, there's so much to be encouraged about, it's that last hump you got to get over, you know, that mm -hmm. last element of Ram life. You know, it kind of feels like the Nuggets. You know what I mean? Like how many yes. words you just you get slowly better, but then it still ends in the same way no matter what, and then you finally break through. They just got to learn how to break through and play for four quarters. Yeah. Yes, and you know. I just want to say this again, just so everybody hears very clearly. Like, I hate what happened to Travis Hunter. Like, I, I, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not cool with that hit. Like, that's not the, the style of football I want to watch. Like, I, I, you know, it sucks. It totally sucks. Um, but man, what a game! It, just what a game. You know, like I, I just wish we could talk about everything else that happened. I, I, I obviously understand it. It's like a, it's a, a, a massive dark cloud over what was a absolutely shining example of in-state rivalry. Um, but again, like I, I, I'm tuning in, I'm tuning in this week, like next week I'm tuning in the week after. Like, I, I really do think that the, the CSU Rams have shown themselves to be um, formidable particularly in their conference. Like we're, we're going to, like I would be surprised based on what I saw last night, if they didn't make a bowl of some variety. No, they're going to make a bowl. Yeah. They came, came in saying they're too damn good. And I said, after Washington state, this team 
is too dang good to underperform like that. And, and week one sucked. It was disappointing. They clearly needed to make a quarterback change. And this isn't me trying to pile on Clay Millen because Clay has been nothing but great with me the entire time. I think he's really intelligent. I think he's a smart, you know, humble kid with all kinds of arm talent. But BFN, Braden Fowler, Nicolosi just brings a spark to this team that mm-hmm. is undeniable. And even just being on the sidelines, like he's strutting around, you know, kind of flexing yeah. a little bit against the student section. And I turned to Kevin Lytle, good friend of mine at the Colorado, and you're just like, this just has a different feel when he's out there. And yeah. there's there's some rough moments. I mean, the pick six obviously was was not great, but he also gives his guys to to make an opportunity. And we just had not seen enough of that the, the first 13 games of the Norvell era. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's wild too because CSU, you're like, oh my god, they they start out the season, they you know, it's Washington State. We'll see what that looks like. It's CU, and it turns out like they've had like probably two of the most difficult games that anybody has had in the country. Two legitimately ranked teams in their first two games. Um, you know, Washington State beats CSU, you're, and if you're like me, you're like, okay, well, I've seen this, uh, I've seen this movie before. Like, well, and how different does that game go if you start Fowler Nicolosi and the offense is electric from the start and you're not playing from behind? I mean, you could do that. You know, hindsight's always twenty twenty and all that, but I don't know. I, I'm just really encouraged. Um, we'll get to a couple more questions, comments before we get out of here. But let me ask you this, Eric. What were your thoughts as far as going for two in the first overtime? Because after CSU scored, I really think you had to go for the win there. Because you're not going to stop Shador. You hadn't been able to the last lives. I really would have liked to have seen CSU go for it, even if it ends in heartbreak, like you know, 2004, where CSU gets stuffed at the goal line after having first and goal with multiple opportunities to win the game. Man, I yes, I wish they would have just lined up and said you know, like, this is it. Like, you're going to have to stop us um, in a way that they really hadn't shown an ability to do with any consistency the entire game. I mean, it would have been, there were, there were a few calls uh, that Norvell made that even in the moment I was like, bro, what are you doing? Like, you know, obviously you take, I mean, consider this, like you take points off the board after the, uh, the, the, the successful field goal. field goal attempt and it turns into a pick six, like, that that literally uh, in hindsight was the tipping point that was the ball game i mean like coming into half yeah, it should it should have been the right it, call it is the right call like i know you're taking points off the board but you got a first down in no, the no i know zone. but the, and then like, it but there was just then it was there was that weird squib kickoff that they had it at the 35 and then csu chose to re-kick i don't yeah chose to re like yeah. that was bad like the, there were a couple things looking back like the, yes the uh not going for it on fourth down when you, but it's hard to nitpick too when it's like you were 24 point underdogs. And the whole reason that CSU's in this game is the, the game plan that Norvell had. I mean, I love pulling out the wide receiver pass early on in the game. (laughs) We're going to throw the kitchen sink at you. That was so wild. Um, Yeah. They, uh, I don't know. They, they, they just played with a different level of confidence and swagger than I have seen them play with in a very long time and to do it in those circumstances in that environment i mean you know it was wild like walking into Folsom. It, i mean it was like <laughs> like this is insane and you know the rock is there <laughs> lil wayne <laughs> 
it does feel like a simulation just all of this like it's so funny. Colorado being the the focus of the college football it's world. So and... funny, like the level of hype surrounding CU right now is just so insane. Like the the little Wayne, Lil Wayne literally brought them out, and Kawhi Leonard was. I mean, like all of these things. You're like what Offset was there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, it's, what is this? This is unbelievable. I've never seen anything like. Like there weren't even there isn't that type of celebrity presence. For the Nuggets. Dude, not even close. That's the craziest thing. Like, we just went through and shocked the world in the truest way. Like, the Denver Nuggets won the goddamn NBA championship. And, you know, like, Russell Wilson was there. <laughs> like, the Rock wasn't. Like, Lil Wayne wasn't in the building. Although Lil Wayne did, as in in the famous uh, clip now, he, he did acknowledge that Jokic is the truth. So I guess he was there. So shouts to Lil Wayne. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's just like, it is the craziest thing. I've never seen anything like this. And, you know, I, and I fully understand, like, the desire to protect this at all costs, like, to make sure that this narrative doesn't die and that there is something, uh, like, we have to all, you know, acknowledge the specialness and the the magical qualities of the Deion Sanders era. Like, it's amazing. It really is amazing. And I, I love what it's doing for the state of Colorado. I love that it brings a level of diversity to Colorado that, you know, is not typically seen and, and, and frankly should be celebrated. And I love everything about it. I just wish... Um, you know, I just wish for, a, you know, when you're on the other side of it, like we are for this week, I mean, after this week, it's fine. It can go back to whatever. It's like, you just, <laughs> again, the intellectual dishonesty is a little bit tough to deal with, but you know, listen, like go for it. I just, man. I'm tired of having people tell me it's not a rivalry being completely dismissive when they can't tell me a single thing about the history of this rivalry coming into the game. Like, I'm not saying you have to be a CU grad to follow CU football or anything like no, that. No, 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 no. You don't. But you if certainly... you're going to try and tell me things that you just don't understand, you weren't there for, like, I'm not going to hear it. I don't care. It's going to go in one ear out the other. I know this is a rivalry. I've been at all these games. I've, I know what it's like to win. I know the thrill of it. It's been, unfortunately, almost it's been a, a while. decade. It's been a but while. But I also know, <laughs> like last night, how it feels when you come up short and you have that gut wrenching loss. And it feels like, man, it was there for the tanking and knowing yeah. that you could have had a year of celebrating. I mean, my tweets would have been incredible for weeks. You know, I, <laughs> I, I probably Won't someone think of the tweets, please. <laughs> <laughs> probably would have permanently damaged my relationship with RK because of it. Definitely. But, definitely. <laughs> but that's yeah. what this is all about. It's the pride. It's the community. It's why these games should yeah. be played. It's that we all know each other. It's that I know a ton of CU people. And I know that if we win, I'm going to get to give them hell. And if, you know, if they win, I'm going to have to sit there and take it. I'm going to have to take it. Like I've had to take, take it, it many other years, <laughs> but I still want this game to be played, man. And I, I just thought it was a lot of fun. I'm so encouraged about CSU moving forward. I believe in this team under Jay Norvell. I believe he's a, a terrific football coach. I believe the team plays hard under him. And I think that's evident. The results have not come yet. But whether it's this game or you look at Wyoming last year where they completely outplay the pokes but just can't score enough because they're playing a third-string QB behind the worst O-line in the country with true freshmen at wide receivers. And <laughs> you're just sitting there like, oh, man, that one yeah. got... But you can feel that they're up for these games that just was not the case during you know the, the years leading into it. Uh, mostly the, the Bobo era. I mean, I'm not going to talk too much about Adazio just because it was covid 
one season <laughs> and then COVID. Like that's kind of wonky to judge it after. But you know, there were so many times leaving, whether it was the Border War, or the Rocky Mountain Showdown, or Air Force as a CSU guy, so many times I'm leaving the stadium just being completely embarrassed. Like totally. Man, I can't believe that I care so much about this for this team that just continually embarrasses itself and like punches me in the gut. But like you said, last night sucked. It, it was heartbreaking because you know you should have won. But I, I can't not be proud of the, the fight that this team showed. And I really do think that if they get it rolling here, you know, it's very possible to start ripping off, you know, three, four or five wins in a row. And all of a sudden you're feeling so much better than you were, you know, just a couple of days ago. Yes. And just to reiterate, like me, like you, you know, when I, when I hear, uh, you know, it, it being posited that the, this game is beneath CU, you know, that, that they shouldn't play this game. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, First off, you guys are probably going to win. You guys win more often than not. But like, what are we, what are we doing here? Like, the, isn't this supposed to be? I mean, shouldn't this represent something larger than? Uh, I don't know. You, I'm just the the Pac-12 chase. I mean, isn't there something to the idea that uh, two state schools that are funded by the state, which taxes and, and things from the state that we all uh, live in, go to help uh, fund? Shouldn't that like? Shouldn't we have some sort of like state thing that 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 is comes as a result of that? I mean, I, I don't I don't understand that the idea that this is somehow not a game that should happen. It's so beautiful. I love just the what it does to every. I mean, it makes everybody insane. Like <laughs> everybody is insane on the timeline this morning. They are insane. Um, you know, and like it's, we'll it's all, just cool to see people this passionate. Now, yes. obviously, I'm rolling my eyes at a lot of the comments here. I still appreciate you guys tuning in either totally. way. I mean, get, you know, you're, you're still keep my name in your mouth. But that's fine. <laughs> What's the whole point? Like, 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 again, like it should be, it's entertainment, man. Like we're entertained. Everyone's entertained. We are locked in. Like feelings are involved. Emotions are involved. It's uh, that was cool, man. That, that it's was old school deal. college football and a time where basically every decision regarding the future of college football has been to prioritize TV money and, casual fans in new york city who may turn in for tune in for a clemson usc game yeah, yeah. but don't give a you know damn about csu cu this was the type of college football that i fell in love with you know seven-year-old justin watching bradley van pelt spike the ball off roderick sneed's helmet going in then calling him the sorriest number six team he's ever seen like this is the the type of game that sticks with you positively or negatively i mean obviously it's going to be highly debated all this, but mm -hmm. I, it's cool to, to see college football matter like this in, to, in the state and to have it not just be like for pity purposes, like the Rams showed yeah. they belong on that field. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, they <laughs> save for that last drive, man. Like they really took it to the C the CU Buffaloes, like truly uh, for large portions of that game. And, you know, you don't you don't play right at down the end. You lose the game. That's how it goes. Like you go into the prevent defense. You prevent yourself from winning. You don't uh, you don't play uh, with confidence and, and swagger at the right times. And you get punished for it. Um, but all the same, but brother, I'm I'm proud to be today. I am proud to be. I am not 
I am not embarrassed in the slightest. <laughs> I like people can tell me whatever they want. Like I, I feel good. I'm feeling good today. Before we get out of here, I'm just going to kind of wrap it up. Um, I want to show you this. I have this challenge coin that was given to me by Jay Norvell uh, back on national signing day. And it's a, a military tradition, a, a sign of respect, basically something that he gives to, to friends of the program. And, for me to receive this was something that made a great deal to me. Obviously, I, I'm a very passionate CSU guy, always have been. But I, I really just wanted to read the the back here because I, I feel like it just perfectly summarizes up what this program is, is starting to become. And that says, By with and through respect, accountability, and hustle, Colorado State football will develop a family and brotherhood forged by grit, compelled by greatness, and committed to excellence. I have not felt like this has been a gritty football team, an excellent football team in a really long time. No. Last night, this team proved that they are a gritty football team. They proved that they are a brotherhood. They went out, they backed their coach up after putting you know himself out on a limb. And he knew what he was doing. He know he was stu- stoking the fires, you know, early this week, but it was a fuck you mindset that the Rams embraced. <laughs> yes, and they damn near left Boulder with a win over, you know, the top over a top 20 team in the country. And I'm just really encouraged by the direction of this program. You got to capitalize on it. You know, this again, you don't want to have a letdown going into middle Tennessee state next week, but it it feels like an opportunity here where this can really be something that springboards you forward. And I'm just, I'm very, very excited to see how the rest of this season plays out. Hell yeah. And that's a stark difference from how I think a lot of Ram fans (laughs) were feeling last Sunday. Yes, me at the top of that list. I slacked you. I'm like, bro, this is so pathetic. Like, how, what has happened to this program? But, like, I mean, one week later, it just takes, it turns out it just takes a quarterback that has both arm talent and like a fearlessness to actually unleash the ball. Um, and, you know, a lot of things can be unlocked. Those, those crossing patterns, like, Keep taking them. It's simple, but that's the funny thing about football is everybody thinks it has to be this complicated, you know, rocket science approach. No, you have guys that are really fast and when you get them in motion through traffic and it's, it's going to open them up. So just keep doing it until they prove they can stop. And if they stop that, then go over the top. Like football is not as complex as we make it out to be. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. And just so everybody understands, I do have, I have a CSU shirt, um, it's been approved. It's officially licensed. I'm going to be releasing it probably this next week. Um, so I don't only make uh, CU shirts. Listen, I make sure I, above all else, I am committed to the idea that sports are important and sports fans are important. And it is my mission on earth to make things that people like and that they feel proud to wear. And <clears throat> it doesn't matter that honestly, the team that it's for. Um, I, so I've made CU shirts. I've made sun shirts, uh, but and I'm making this now. That's the ultimate test. I'm right? making it. Yeah. We got a CSU shirt coming out. So pay attention. Um, but I'm all about sports fans. Even, even all you people telling me that I'm a loser in the, in the, uh, chat here, like I'm here for you too, brother. Like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll make the CU show as, be- as, as, as good as I can possibly make it. Like, um, Sports are important. This discourse is important. People feeling uh, like they have a connection to other human beings is important. Sports is a great conduit for that. It's really the only thing that can bring really anybody and everybody together. Um, 
And this was uh, a beautiful example of that, you know, regardless of uh, how some of the, how some of the chatter is breaking down the next day, but like people are paying attention they feel and they feel, you know, like energized and they feel like uh, last night was something that like added to people's lives. And like, that's all I want to do is like add to people's lives. So let's go. That was beautiful, man. That was beautiful. Shout out to my guy, Eric, AKA the D line for hopping on with us talking a little CSU shout out to all you Ram fans in the comment, the support on these live shows has just been amazing. And I'm telling you once CSU gets it rolling and we start getting to have fun and, you know, celebrating it's, it's going to be a hell of a time. And just for those of us that have been here through it all, you know what it's going to feel like, you know what it's going to mean to all of you. So proud of the fight that the Rams showed last night. Thank you again for all the, the super chats. I'm completely overwhelmed. You guys just incredible. I don't even know what to say. I'm I'm at a loss for words. You guys are amazing. Um, also even Blanco. those of you that hate my guts, like I, I appreciate you for tuning in and at least <laughs> hearing what I have to say Let's um, go. for this team that you definitely don't care about, but spent an hour listening to me break down. So what does that say? I don't know. Maybe get more hobbies, but <laughs> shout out to all you guys. Oh no, this no, is what actually, it's all about. No, you're yeah. supposed to hate. You're supposed to have sports hate too. Like, you're supposed to hate people. You're supposed to be mad. This is all part of the game, baby. And so embrace the hate you, just means you're doing your part, brother. Oh my God. Wow. Oso Blanco. What is happening? What Let's is happening? Go. Let's go. So proud to be one more for D line and Justin. Thanks again, fellas for the Rams coverage and love. Can't wait to get my hands on this CSU shirt. Love that DNVR supports all the teams in the state builds a great community with the exception of one fan base and feed at least. Thank you, man. This, I, wow. I, holy cow. I, you want me to like, I don't know, clean your van or something? I don't know. I feel like I, I owe you after today. But also, also, nope. Dude never played a sport in his life. Who are you talking about? Are you talking about me? I, uh, I hate to brag on this show, but I'll do it. I finished second in state in tennis, you losers. That's right. I'm a tennis champion. I'm not, you, you got nothing on me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This has been a blast. Again, thank you to everybody for tuning in. Thank you to producer Alyssa for hopping on. It was an insanely long day yesterday, really late night for everybody. I am going to try and sleep, but I got to go to the Broncos game. So sleep is for the week. Uh, Shout out to all of you. I'm extremely, extremely proud to be. Much love, y'all. What would you say if I told you I'd be the greatest? MC that there ever was eh. What would you say if I told you that I could take a bunch of kids from the bottom and bring them to number one eh. What would you say if I told you a nobody then the rock them for a sold out crowd Damn, that shit is crazy you probably never make it when you listening to that right now I said we on now